Hey y'all, this is Byron. I just want to put something out there. Yes, I am a mental health therapist. And yes, my couch is quite comfortable. However, if you're listening to this podcast, it is not a substitute for a therapeutic relationship with a certified or licensed mental health therapist. So though I appreciate you taking the time out to listen to me and hopefully gain some information and insight about what's going on with you from listening to this podcast, Take the time to seek out mental health resources in your area if you so need to. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. anyone here who has just cause why these two should not be lawfully married, let them speak now or forever hold them. Say something. By the power vested in me by the state of New York, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. I present to you, Mr. and Mrs. Andre Ellis. Hello. Hi. How are you? As my dog decides to plop into my office. Oh, no, actually, she didn't walk in here. Oh. Anyway, welcome back to the Captain's Couch. I'm your host, Byron Taylor. Session number 84 of the couch. This is the Cameron Brait uh, episode. 
If you don't know who Cameron Brait is, he is the guy who actually caught the Lombardi trophy when Tom Brady threw it during the boat parade um, after the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Some people was like, oh, Gronk caught it. No, that was Cameron Brait. That was not Rob Gronkowski. Mike Evans was behind um, celebrating quite um, adamantly with a few uh, a few beverages um, in his system. Now, I'm sure you're listening to this this podcast and wanted to yourself is he going to keep talking about how his team won the super bowl and the answer to that question is unequivocally yes until we are no longer super bowl champions until we are knocked out of the playoffs this year yes i will continue to reference that we are in fact super bowl champions just want to take that under advisement before football season starts guys so this week we are going to look at a part of relationships that we don't necessarily focus on quite as much. Um, I use a clip from the movie Brown Sugar um, for the intro this week whenever Drake is married. Um, and, of course, Queen Latifah and Sanaa Latham are sitting there at the wedding um, as uh, Tay Diggs gets married to uh, Nicole Ari Parker, who um, is still absolutely stunning to this day. Shout out to her and uh, Boris Cujo, who I believe actually started dating around the time this movie came out and have been married ever since. Um, so we focus a lot about attraction. We focus a lot about um, the chemistry, romantic chemistry that people may have together in relationships. But a thing that we don't necessarily notice or talk about often is how people actually attach to one another and relationships so this week we're going to look at the different styles of attachment that people display there's four different types um and we're kind of go i'm gonna give you a little bit of an overview of each one of the four different types of what we call attachment styles um this week on the show um i think next week we'll i'll do another episode on this focusing on how to work through anxiety dealing with um attachment styles and as i'm going through therapy and kind of understanding myself a little bit more and more over time i'm recognizing what my own attachment style is and i'll highlight the one that i'm pretty certain i display um in the show this week so um i did this with a client of mine a couple years ago with the different attachment styles and it pointed out um four different like pop culture or like you know sci-fi characters as the different types of attachment um let me see if i can find that hang on all right so a person's attachment style is specific is the specific guy specific words specific way in which they relate to other people in relationships so this theory of attachment theory first developed with um psychologists Mary Amesworth and psychiatrist John uh, Bowlby in the 1950s. Attachment style is shaped in early development in children in response to our relationships with our early caregivers. Um, Essentially, our adult attachment is thought to mirror the dynamics we have with our caregivers as infants and children. So the attachment styles... Um, include the way we respond emotionally to others as well as our behaviors and interactions with those people. Um, and the four main types of attachment are as follows. 
and it goes on an XY continuum, if you remember your algebra, which some of us do and some of us look at our children's homework and being like, I don't understand this new math. <laughs> so it goes in the continuum of high to low avoidance and low to high anxiety. Um, avoidance being on the Y axis and anxiety being on the X axis. So the, sorry, Vader, the types are secure, avoidant, fearful, avoidant, and anxious. Um, secure type is usually your low anxiety with low avoidance, um, emotional avoidance. Anxious is low emotional avoidance and high anxiety, which is me. Um, I'm an anxious type. I don't avoid expressing my emotions, but I have a strong sense of anxiety in close relationships um, because I'm a people pleaser and kind of a perfectionist. Um, and I'm really, really critical of myself and like my interpersonal relationships. Um, low anxiety and high emotional avoidance is an avoided type of connection. And fearful avoidant is high emotional avoidance and high anxiety. So our four attachment styles. First, let's look at secure attachment. And I'm going to give an example for each one of these. Uh, well, I got a good example for secure. Um, but some of the other ones I'm going to have to find because I don't really understand or I've never seen the movies that they I have, I have an article, but I don't understand the movie references, so I'll come up with a different um, a different one as Vader decides to jump in my lap. Hello, everyone. Um, the big cat, cat number one in the Taylor home, is here. Um, he is not, he is very secure in his catness as he is bumping on the mic now. Um, so, secure attachment. All right, so a secure attachment refers to the ability to form secure, loving relationships with other people. A securely attached person can trust others and be trusted, love and accept love, and get close to others with relative ease. They are not afraid of intimacy, nor do they feel panicked when their partner needs time or space away from them. They're able to depend on others without being totally dependent. Um, so about 56% of adults have a secure attachment type, um, according to research that came in the 1980s. All the other attachment styles are not secure and are, they are known as the insecure attachment types. So an example that I used with one of my kids for this one was Steve Rogers, Captain America is a secure attachment style. Now, this article that I have that is from um, the Power Moves use the example of well, let me find it. Use the example of surprisingly enough the argument scene in the Notebook at the end with um, with uh, Ali and uh, God, what was it? And Noah? I was like, what was his name again? Yeah, Ali and Noah, where. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? So what makes this part secure? Well, there's a few things. First things first, embraces emotions. To begin with, Noah is not afraid of his own feelings. He doesn't hide them neither to himself or to Allie. Um, where he's, you know, being honest about that he wants 
Allie to stay with him and he's acknowledging that he's a pain in the ass and she's stubborn and annoying and that's kind of what how their dynamic works um vulnerability he's not afraid of asking her will you stay with me which is very vulnerable and something that only a man who's not afraid of rejection can pull off number three he welcomes intimacy um noah talks to Allie very openly about the two of them together in a relationship um only a man who's not afraid of intimacy and commitment can do that little fear he, he but he is also secure enough to know that um he'll get over it if she decides to to go away and not choose him and then five is control in a situation that is so emotionally charged he is still relatively in control he lets her go without doing any without going into any further drama or losing his cool which he did a really good job of like i mean he he expressed his feelings he expressed you know that he wanted her desperately but like also would be like i can't make you stay and if you leave it is what it is and i'll be fine um and that does take a considerable amount of control and um being willing to be comfortable enough in yourself to um be okay with that and admittedly that is not something i'm great at and i struggle with um so we'll look at the next type and that is um anxious attachment style so anxious attachment style as it seems like this podcast lately has been reading myself uh it's been reading it's been reading myself in therapy I'm going through therapy. Oh, my goodness gracious. So uh, anxious attachment style is a form of insecure attachment style marked with a deep fear of abandonment. Um, Anxiously attached people tend to be very insecure about their relationships, often worrying if their partner will leave them and thus will always hunger for validation. Anxious attachment is associated with neediness or clingy behavior such as getting very anxious when your partner doesn't text back fast enough and consistently feeling like your partner doesn't care enough about you. Anxious attachment is known as anxious preoccupied attachment, and it generally aligns with anxious ambivalent attachment or anxious resistant attachment observed among children. About 19% of adults have an anxious attachment style, um, according to the research so if i'm not mistaken the anxious attachment um model oh i can't remember who it was because avoidant was a different was the character i'm thinking of i can't find that man i'm sorry i'm sorry y'all i can't that i had this really good like i think it was a youtube video or it was a meme um that i had we can look no further actually to the movie Brown Sugar. Um, Dre is actually, um, avoid, uh, attached. He's anxiously, um, attached to, um, what is her name? Sid? Yeah, to Sydney. So he's anxiously attached to her when he will text her after her date with, um, Boris Cujo, like, you know, how'd the day go? Blah, 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 blah. He's, anxiously attached because he's seeing that she's not texting him back she's not talking to him as much and um 
he's he's like trying to figure out what's going on with her and trying to keep that that connection attachment to her um so that is you know that type of insecure attached um anxious attached um connection so this article says um there are tons of examples of anxious uh attachment in the movies so what makes somebody anxious they crave intimacy Two, fear um in this case like with with dre he was jealous and afraid that you know Sid's attention was going to kind of drift away from him mind you he's already married at this point but he's he's worried that Sid's attention will drift away from him um as she goes to date this other dude mental cycles um it takes up a lot of that person's energy um mood swings is another thing that can pop up and then the need for reassurance also is the part that comes up often and the um anxious um the anxious type so avoidant attachment now i got a great example for this one avoided attachment types are uncomfortable with intimacy and becoming close um and they keep their partners at an arm's length they don't open up fully in their relationships and their need for space and they need space to not feel suffocated um for a from a neurological point of view researchers seem to point to avoidance having the same need for close closeness and intimacy as everybody else but they suppress those needs one of the ways they do so is by focusing on the negatives of their partners in the end avoidance tend to be less happy in their relationships and to make their partners feel um less happy as well avoidance tend to be defensive and avoiding to get close is a form of avoiding pain and rejection so a prime example of avoiding attachment is tony stark he is you know you know genius billionaire playboy philanthropist but he kept pepper at an arm's reach for a very long time because he was constantly trying to avoid that connection that he knew he would grow to build with her um and getting close to her ended up making him even more afraid once he did get close to her more and more but he still was a person who wanted his space who wanted his you know time away who you know would spend hours upon and tinkering with his robots um but at the end of the day the thing that comes into play is that these people want attention and they want affection and they need that intimacy from someone else but they kind of have pushed down a lot of those feelings and we'll kind of get to maybe why in a little bit um, and the last type is fearful attachment style. This is referred to as disorganized or fearful. It takes the worst of the avoidant and the anxious. Um, but luckily, it is less frequent, about four or five percent of the population. They have a low opinion of themselves and find it hard to get close to their partners. Unlucky. Well, actually, I don't know why this person said unlucky i don't have an example because i have a perfect example of this one anakin skywalker the man who would eventually become darth vader was an extremely fearful attached person 
extremely fearful um, to the point that it pushed him to the dark side of the force. But the idea that he was obsessed with not wanting to lose Padme with having that sense of wanting control and needing affection, but also kind of keeping her at an arm's reach because, you know, we can't, I'm a Jedi. We're not supposed to have attachments and stuff like that. So I got to keep it on the hush, but also we got two kids on the way. Um, continuously fuels this, this, this slowly building anger monster that eventually becomes Darth Vader and, you know, burns down everything that he ever loved. Um, but let's look at, yeah. Um, fearful. It is a combination of both the anxious and avoidance attachment styles. People with fearful avoidant attachment, both desperately crave affection and want to avoid it at all costs. They're reluctant to develop a close romantic relationship. Yet at the same time, they have a desire to, feel loved by others so how do our attachment styles form well they are typically developed in intimacy intimacy based on our relationships with our earliest caregivers researchers believe that attachment style is formed within the first few years of being alive from about ages 7 to 11 oh i'm sorry 7 to 11 months of age um quote human beings are born helpless so we are hardwired at birth to search for and attach to reliable caregivers for protection. This is Peter Lovenheim, the author of The Attachment Effect. The quality of our fir- of that first bond, loving and stable or inconsistent or even absent, actually shapes the developing the developing brain, influencing us throughout life and how we deal with loss and how we behave in relationships. So attachment style is determined by how the primary caregiver responds to the child's cues when they are experiencing emotional stress. So here's some quick some quick tips or a quick primer of exactly how these attachment styles kind of attach and kind of develop in small children at depending upon their caregivers. So secure attachment. Caregivers are responsive and attuned to the needs of the child. Anxious attachment. Caregivers are inconsistent and unpredictable with affections, somehow overly involved. I mean, sometimes overly involved and intermittently withdrawn. It is the unpredictable fluctuation between caregivers being emotionally available, then distant, that leads the children to be anxious of their future relationships. Mm. Okay. Anxious attachment. Caregivers are not responsive. I mean, avoidant attachment. Caregivers are not responsive, but are dismissive and often distant. They're consistently emotionally disconnected from their child, resulting in the child believing that their needs won't get met. And lastly, avoidant fearful or fearful avoidant. Um, the type of an, the type of an environment that influences a disorganized attachment involves a caregiver who is frightened or traumatized, leading the child to experience a deep sense of fear and a lack of trust in others despite wanting close connections. They may be neglectful or abusive. 
such that the child develops a poor understanding of boundaries and is confused about what healthy relationships look like. So now caregivers are not the only people who shape our attachment styles. They might be one of the first things, but they're not the only thing. People's attachment styles may also be influenced by other significant relationships throughout their lives. Um, A person who can have a secure attachment during childhood, however, betrayals and infidelity in adulthood can lead to an insecure attachment down the road. So those are our different types of attachment styles. And there are a few ways to look at how you can figure out what your attachment style is. So I'm going to read these three statements so that you here listening to the pod can also get an idea of your own possible attachment styles. Okay. So first, I find it relatively easy to get close to other people. And I am comfortable depending on them and having them depend on me. I don't often worry about being abandoned or someone getting too close to me. Okay, second statement. I find that others are reluctant to get close, to get as close as I would like. I often worry that my partner doesn't really love me or won't want to stay with me. I want to merge completely with another person. And this desire sometimes scares people away. Number three. I am somewhat uncomfortable to be close to others. I find it difficult to trust them completely. Difficult to allow myself to depend on them. I am nervous when anyone gets too close and often love partners want me to be more intimate then I feel comfortable being. So if any of those resonate with you, that kind of leads to your attachment style. And that's kind of like numbers one, two, and three. I mean, so the number one is secure. Number two is um, anxious. Number three is avoided. It says, note, fearful avoided attachment. The fourth one was not studied. Um, and the research and is not included above. It is generally very rare. Um, but in general, if you suspect you might have this attachment style, reach out to a mental health professional to help you unpack those more chaotic tendencies and possible trauma in your past. Which, if we use Anakin Skywalker for example, for the fear for the um the disorganized, we look at the trauma of his mom. You know, he's he was sold as a slave. Um, he has to leave, you know, he has to leave uh, Tatooine um, and leave his mom to go go with the Jedi Order to be trained. And he gets back to Tatooine and he finds his mom got married, but then she dies. And that starts him on the path of the dark side with that initial trauma. Well, the second trauma of, you know, having to leave his mom and feeling that sense of abandonment you know, leaving his mom and then out of nowhere, now mom's dead. So I got to go murder a whole village of people. Or oh, I forgot who was it. The, I can't remember what it was, but he, he went and, went and murdered a whole village. Um, and that starts you on the path to the dark side there, my guy. But 
when we look at these relationships okay let's look at this Mary Ainsworth in the strange situation so in the subsequent years Mary Ainsworth who helped develop this this idea of attachment styles ran experiments known as the strange situation that identified and observed attachment behaviors in infants her team brought mothers and their infants into the lab to have them play um, with toys on the floor and various other adults come in and out of the room. At some point, the mothers would get up and leave the children. And after a while, they will return. Researchers wanted to observe their responses. So here's what they noticed. Some children explored and played freely when their mothers were out of the room, were in the room and became distressed when she left and then were able to be soothed and comforted upon her return. These children were labeled to be securely attached. Some children tended to avoid and ignore their moms even before she left and showed little emotion when she left and when she returned. Um, these children were hypothesized to be anxious avoidant. Um, their, avoided hate, their avoidant behavior masked their true distress which really in truth means they were just like trying to avoid the anxiety that they were feeling. Some children were already a bit distressed before their mom left, showed significant distress when she did leave and were hard to comfort when she returned. The researchers um, observed the desire to punish their mothers for leaving by continuing to act out despite being relieved that she returned. And this is anxious ambivalent or anxious, anxious resistant children and finally children who show largely inconsistent behaviors um including general aimlessness throughout the experiment um the fear of the caregiver or even aggressiveness towards them sometimes they these moments would be out of place with their behaviors um and then they would fall into one of the other categories or they'd be a mix of several, and these children were a disorganized attachment. So, final part I think we'll look at today is, can your attachment style change? And the answer is very easily put, yes. It is very possible for a person to change their attachment style. However, it takes a lot of work, patience, and intention if a person is shifting from insecure to a secure attachment strategy. So here's a few ways that we can start. Identify your relationship patterns. Start by thinking about your relationships with your parents as a child. Um, ask yourself these questions. How are they towards you as a child? How did you respond to them? To whom did you go for comfort when you had a problem? Were they negligent or reliable? This will help you get more clarity on what may have shaped your attachment style. Assess your current and past attachment style and identify if they, there are any patterns in choosing romantic partners. Be aware of your childhood history. The familiarity is comforting whether it is good or bad meaning your past unhealthy relationships pa relationship patterns from childhood can recreate in adulthood. Number two, work on your self-esteem. 
is a common characteristic across all insecure attachment styles. Learn to embrace, value, love, and care for yourself first. If you cannot fathom what self-love is because you were neglected, abused, or dismissed as a child, you can start with self-tolerance and self-neutrality. This can look like I'm a person and everyone deserves to be valued instead of forcing yourself with empty words of I'm beautiful and I'm valuable. Mm, Okay. Number three, get in touch with your real needs. At the end of the day, all insecure attachment styles are people who tend to form insecure relationships because of deeply held fears and that their relationships will not work out. So it's important to figure out how to make yourself feel secure in your relationships. Part of that involves being aware of your needs and desires in relationships. Learn to be assertive and set boundaries. Honor what you feel and express your needs in words without manipulation or hidden meanings. Securely attached people are often direct and appropriately confrontational to create a healthy and meaningful relationship. And lastly, don't be afraid to seek therapy. And as somebody who is in therapy right now and doing a podcast about mental health, I and also as a mental health professional, I wholeheartedly echo this sentiment. Um, therapy definitely can help you form more lasting, healthy attachments to people, um, which, you know, I got still work to do on myself. And, you know, I got a little bit. I think I got therapy this week. So, you know, the work continues. Next week, I will look at how to deal with anxiety and dating and some of the ways that we can work on that with our attachment style. Um, I haven't forgot about Love is Blind. I'm still going to try to watch it, hopefully, maybe this week. <laughs> and I got to sit down and talk to uh, to Soso about coming on but i'm gonna get to it because i really still want to recap it especially because i got another article that i've that i've found that i'm saving to talk about on the on the podcast so thank you all so much for listening again remember um therapy is the way um remember that if you have a close friend whom you absolutely truly in the depths of your soul love um don't wait till they get married to you know try to work things out with them because i know you're scared and you're worried that the relationship may fall apart your friendship may fall apart in the pursuit of the relationship but hey if your friendship's strong enough y'all can work through it so don't don't wait till the person gets married and then um is about to get divorced because they found out their wife is cheating (laughs) and show up and, and show up with them at the bar to catch their wife cheating Oh man, good stuff. It was a great movie. I just, I'm sorry, I just watched Brown Sugar over the weekend. So um, I had to break the, as you saw on uh, my story the other day, I had to break the fedora out for old time's sake. Not the fedora, the, uh, the Kango for old time's sake. Um, and stung y'all real quick. But thank you all so much for listening to The Captain's Couch. Be sure to leave a five star review for your boy. Leave feedback. We'll be back next week for session number 85 of the Captain's Couch. Thank you all so much. May the force be with you. Peace. Uh.
Congregation, would you turn your text to the book about cast? Chapter 2, verse 1, the first one that feel me. Jump up and make a joyful noise, you've outcast it. Meaning, now you have a choice like that. You'll be where you are.